and welcome to another episode of the Burt's Books podcast. I have had a lovely weekend. I've seen friends, I've been for walks, but most importantly, I have read a beautiful book. One of the books that I have been waiting for since before I knew what it was called. Uh, if you were listening to last time, the podcast that I put out last week, you will know that it was Patrick Gale and Mother's Boy. And I am going to go straight into telling you all about it, uh, just after this piece of music there. It's 1914, and Laura calls... Well, she's not Causley then, she's just... I don't know what her last name is, Laura is working as a maid at a house. She lets in to the home the local doctor and his sort of manservant because a child has had an accident and they they sort him out. And she gets to know this young man, Charles Causley. They have a couple of dates and they get married and they are like completely in love with each other. Uh, as I said, it's 1914, though, and we all know what that means. War is coming, it's possibly already there, and he ends up going away. But before he goes, they have a son together, and they call him Charles. So, uh, not named after his father, but with the formal, he's known as Charles rather than Charlie. After the war, Char- Charlie does, does come home. But he isn't quite the same. He's caught TB and he struggles with life. He struggles to climb like just the hill towards their home. And uh, he dies when Charles is five. So Charles grows up with just his mother. And uh, this is then the story of that. Uh, I don't really know what else to say uh, I think maybe that Sarah Winman who wrote Still Life and which I have obviously raved about before um, she was describing Still Life when she said this is a novel about nothing, nothing happens and I'm almost tempted to say that applies a bit to Mother's Boy it is simply the story of a life or part of a life of Charles Causley and his early childhood and his time at war in the Second World War where he joins the Navy and he is growing up different to everyone else. His his passion is writing and plays and he is a bit prissy. I think is maybe the word. He is a bit... He has a sharp tongue uh, to his mother, particularly. Although there is a deep affection in in the way that you can be with those that you love. He's possibly his truest self with her. And he is not... uh, He's not tolerant of sort of small... Uh, things that he finds annoying with her, whereas he might be with other people, people he doesn't know. And he knows he has these strange feelings towards other boys. Uh, He becomes friends with Ginger, the boy next door, who, it seems, 
also has these feelings, but he's much freer with it. Perhaps because he's growing up in a family where... Well, I say a family. He's growing up as the only child of a widower. So his father is the man of the house. And Ginger is sort of growing up having to be... Take on all the housewife sort of duties, the cooking and the cleaning. So perhaps he's freer with his sexuality in that he maybe is a bit more allowed to be. Whereas Charles is growing up in kind of the opposite way. The son of a widow, he's growing up having to be the man of the house. And so perhaps he feels a little less free to deviate from those typical male behaviours and male characteristics. So he kind of does nothing about it, even when Ginger kind of takes him off to the local sort of Lido and there is a male bathing spot which is for, for, you know, which is where nudity is allowed and there's these sort of cubicles where Ginger disappears with another man. Uh, But nothing really is said of it. And then he joins the Navy and we see Charles's life in the Navy, how he puts to use his way with words, how he he becomes a coder and he is able to decode the messages and it's not, as he says, it's not about being good at cryptic crosswords, you have the key, you don't have to work it out, you just have to um, you have to just be able to tolerate the sort of the mind numbingness of, of translating uh, these two languages and his journey in the Navy takes him all over the place, it takes him uh, to Gibraltar and to Malta, um, and you know, to parts of the UK that he's never been to before, and he becomes a a teacher for a while, uh, teaching other men how to be coders, and then, as the war continues, we see more and more of the horrors. I am. <laughs> I'm deviating really into telling you too much about the plot, but as I say, nothing, it's not really a spoiler as such because nothing really happens. These are just vignettes of somebody's life and they illustrate this, this part of growing up in sort of the first half of the 20th century, which is so marked by the wars, uh, the First World War and the Second World War. And this story takes place between the two of them. It starts in 1914, ends 1945, maybe 1946, a little bit after the war. And we see things from both Laura's point of view, that's Charles's mother, and Charles's point of view. And they're both often thinking of the other but both trying to get on with their lives in in their different places. Laura is dreadfully aware that one day she may get the letter to say that Charles has died. Meanwhile, he is... I don't know, he's... He doesn't seem to think he will die. He's He's not preoccupied with the thought of death, really. Despite being so close to it. I mean, the book starts with Charles in 1941, uh, 42, on a boat 
So we know that he's going to join the Navy and there is death all around him. And we know that somebody he knows on another boat has died. But he can't talk about it because it's a secret that this boat has gone down. Uh, Only him and the captain know. He knows because he's the coder. And the captain offers him a little sympathy but says, you can't tell anyone. You had friends on that boat, but you can't talk about it. And he doesn't. He doesn't talk about death. We don't really see the fear of death from Charles. What we see is him trying to make a life in the sort of weird corners of the war that he keeps ending up in. It's based on a real person. Charles Causley is a poet, which I didn't know. Um, I only I knew before I read this, I knew before I read it that Patrick Gale had based it on a real person. So that wasn't a real surprise to me. I didn't know who Charles Causley was. And then I read the acknowledgements, and basically Gale has taken what little is known about Charles Causley's early knife life from his writings and coloured in the bits. He hasn't uh, taken liberties with real people apart from Charles and his mother, um, people who have no living descendants. So it's possibly, there are possibly elements that are true, possibly elements that are embellished by Patrick. And there is a poem called Angel Hill, This is one of Charles Causley's, and he, it's written, and I think a lot of the inspiration from this, for this novel, or parts of it, have come from this poem. I'm going to only, I'm going to read the first verse to you for it, because I think it will give you a flavour of Charles Causley's writing, but also I don't want to read the whole lot, because it might tell you a bit too much about what does happen. That the little that does. A sailor came walking down Angel Hill. He knocked on my door with a right good will. With a right good will he knocked on my door. He said, my friend, we have met before. No, never, said I. And it's made me want to go and read more poetry, and particularly Charles Causley's poetry. Uh, I'm not a massive poetry reader, but whenever I think this poem attached to this novel just speaks to me and it's the way of imagining and trying to work out what somebody meant by the poetry that they wrote and I can see Charles writing this poem, I know when he wrote it, I know why he wrote it and I mean I say that, I know why Patrick Gale's version of Charles Causley wrote it I haven't read the blurb to you, let me do that give you an idea of what is happening. Laura, an impoverished Cornish girl, meets her husband when they are both in service in Tainmouth in 1916. They have a baby, Charles, but Laura's husband returns home from the trenches a damaged man, already ill with the tuberculosis that will soon leave her a widow. In a small, class-obsessed town, she raises her boy alone, working as a laundress, and gradually becomes aware that he is some kind of genius. As an intensely private young man, Charles signs up for the Navy with the new rank of Coder. His escape from the tight, gossipy confines of Launceston to the colour and violence of war sees him blossom as he experiences not only the possibility of death, 
but the constant danger of a love that is as clandestine as his work. I mentioned Sarah Winman earlier, and I did so because both Sarah and Patrick are inextricably linked in my mind. Their books seem to come about every two or three years, and I fall sort of desperately in love with them. And I love both of their writing. And they cover they cover similar topics. A still life covers the story of a life of a man, but more or less post the war. And Mummy's Boy covers the life of Charles up to the end of the war. And it's hard it's hard for me then not to connect them in that way. Especially because they've both well, they haven't come out and say, Mother's Boy isn't out till next year, but I've read them both within the space of a few months together. And they're both my favourite writers, and I am inspired individually by them both. So these two books will likely become inextricably linked in my head. And Patrick Gale's writing has the, the effect on me that when I read one of his novels... I immediately want to read more, but I don't want to read more because I'm worried that it might be a one-off, that his next book I won't enjoy. He's got quite a large backlist, and I've read maybe two or three of them because of that worry, that sort of fear that you will find that maybe there's one that you didn't love. Mother's Boy is not one of those. I did love it. I... I really just kind of, every time I had to get up and stop reading it, I wanted to just get back into bed and carry on reading it. And I didn't want to leave Charles alone. I want to find out more about Charles Causley. I think it would be nice to know more about him. I think going into this not knowing anything about him was probably the best thing. So if you don't know anything about Charles Causley, don't read it up before you read Mother's Boy. If you do know, I'd be interested to hear from you if you know already about Charles Causley, because I would be curious to know whether this matches the man that you feel that he is. Um, I said not a lot happens, but the more I think about it as I talk, quite a lot happens, and there is a distinct narrative arc here uh, as Charles grows and learns to become who he is. And what you don't know going into this, if you don't know anything about Charles Causley, is what becomes of him. So there is a sense of jeopardy in this because you don't know if he dies in the war or if he lives to become an old man. You don't know what happens to Laura. It's a brutal but beautiful reminder that the life we have today wasn't as easy, or isn't... No, that's the wrong way around. The life we have today is much easier than the life we had back then, both as the human race in general. There was a very dark time for humanity in that era, but also as LGBT people we are much freer now and yet in some ways we are all still a little bit like Charles hiding it away 
um, not necessarily celebrating as much as we should. So it's heartbreaking in a way to look back on this book, this boy from a hundred years ago and see echoes of myself and of my friends in him and know that we're still, we're much luckier, much more accepted, but there's still this legacy of self-hate, of unsuredness and shame, I think. I'm not going to talk any more about this book. I really enjoyed it. I feel like I know Charles Causley inside out now. Uh, So maybe part of me doesn't want to go and find out more about him in case it contradicts what I believe. But I think you should read this book. If you're a fan of Patrick Gale, you should definitely read this book. You won't be disappointed. If you're not yet a fan of Patrick Gale, pop it on a pre-order, get it ready for March next year, but also check out his other books, A Place Called Winter, Take Nothing With You, particularly um, his two most recent novels. But he has a huge backlist as well, so go and check those out too. It's called Mother's Boy. It's out on March the 1st, 2022. And you can pre-order it now at birtsbooks.co.uk. Thank you, as ever, for listening to me ramble on. And boy, did I ramble today. I think you can tell um, that I went straight from finishing reading this book to talking about it, which I wanted to do while it was fresh in my mind. Uh, But I was still trying to distill my thoughts. And yeah, maybe you can tell I was just a bit blown away by this book. Um, Book of the year 2022? Maybe, I don't know. But at the moment, yeah, it's my, book of the, it's my book of the year 2022. And that's a bold claim to make, considering when we're three months away from the end of 2021. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you think of Patrick Gale. I want you to just get in touch. Email me, bert at bertsbooks.co.uk or find me on Twitter and Instagram at bertsbooks. Please also do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. That way you will never miss an episode. I don't know what I'm going to read next. Uh, I might have to take a little break, so who knows when the next episode will be. But I have a few lined up that I want to get to, so I will be reading them, I'm sure. And hopefully we'll have a new episode for you very, very soon. In the meantime, keep reading.